Episode 55. On today's show, Steffi vents about her week at Jesus Camp, Simone debunks the revisionist history of 90210, and the Dongtini husbands join them in the studio to play a round of Would You Rather. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I smell like a campfire because I just got back from camping today. I know, I know. After, I mean, no, sorry, you were camping separately. You've been on so many trips that I, I know. thought you were just back from the trip since you were here two weeks ago. But gosh, you're camping over the weekend. <laughs> you were separate camping. My God, I'm rife with adventure. You are rife. <laughs> and I smell like hell, fried hell. Oh I, I, I'm a really bad camper, and um, David even wrote a song about what a bad camper I am. <laughs> but. Um, I, I was good on this trip. Like I, I'm trying to like rewrite my, my you know prejudices against camping. So that it's was nice good. to be able but to do that, isn't it? It is like to realize you have that capability. <laughs> sometimes like you hold you hold this grudge against a thing out of habit. Like that's my thing. I I don't camp. You know, like I always yeah. wonder what it'd be like if I suddenly became really good at maths. It's being bad at maths is my thing. You know. So it's like, yeah. Wow, that's my I'm identity. Great at maths. It's part of my identity, exactly. And being bad at camping is part of your identity. But have you rewritten it? Have you done it? I'm start. I'm trying. <laughs> I might be on my way. Cause it was a good trip. You didn't have to shit in a bucket or anything. There was no, a toilet No, thank block, right? holy God. That is like one of the big problems. But um, yeah, the thing about camping is that for me, like it's it's pretty great until it's time to go to bed. And then everything really sucks. Because <laughs> What, yeah. did you sleep on the ground? or did you We had air mattresses, so that part was okay. good. Yeah. But so there was a time... What is about going to bed that, that, that you don't like? Well, usually I don't have an air mattress. Like, that's A, and then you can feel like... Right. Yeah, it, everything sucks, and um, I don't know, but just being scared of bears, I don't, I don't know, bugs, like the cicadas, and I don't know, those are in the Midwest, so they don't really have them out here, but they're these horrible, horrible, gigantic... Oh, I know what they type have. Thing. Have Okay, okay. Australia. Just, yeah, like, yeah. listening to them and, like, hearing them land on your tent, and I'm like, ah, I'm just lying there going, I could be in my bed with a remote control in my hand and like a hot bath in the next room. Why the fuck am I out here in the woods with Seriously. acting like I, yeah, and impoverished. So anyway, um, <laughs> it was, it was better this time though, even though I did have a child, um, wet their pants and then snuggle up to me all night and my pants, my pajama pants were wet by default <laughs> with oh, their no. urine. Did you know that, that they were wet pants oh, yeah. coming in when you started? Oh, well, that's, that's they got into my sleeping bag for consolation, and so I had oh. to change them, but it was too late. <laughs> you know, I wet my pants uh, camping once or twice also. Um, really? There was a weird thing. I think like, it was an air mattress thing. That's what I used to think, and I've actually, it took me a long time to not be afraid to go to sleep on air mattresses, because oh. it used to seem like, I always assumed that maybe my body thought that I was on, over air and it was like being over a toilet. So it just went. <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was the only justification I could figure for it. I wasn't otherwise wetting my pants, you know, but I was, I twice Aww. wet 
uh, camping in an air mattress. So after that, I would just make sure I just like piss as hard as I could before I went to bed. <laughs> so <laughs> hard as I could. <laughs> well, I just, it's just like, how did this happen to me? I took care of this a long time ago, you know? So, yeah. Totally. So, I wonder yeah. what it was. But if you're going to wet the bed, like being on the air mattress is a good way to go because it can't soak into the mattress exactly. fibers. Exactly. <laughs> oh, poor oh, one. So I sympathize with this bed wetting. But, yeah. Hot dog. Um, so last I saw you was in L.A. We two went to ago. the Good Luck List two weeks ago. Yes. Was it that so long? I, I know. It has been that long. But yeah, so we, I mean, we, after we recorded the last two episodes, we recorded the last uh, two episodes uh, while Steffi was here. And then that night we went to Good Luck Bar and we did some photos, like, so we'll have new promo photos, hopefully, if I can, if I get them from So Rob. But thank you, So Rob, for doing that. And yeah, and that was such a fun night. It was so great, even though you fell in front of everybody. I ate it so hard there is a little step i was a little drunk but I, this wasn't a drunken fall this was a there's a small step that i couldn't see in a dark bar fall and yeah i i was walking i stripped up and i went forward my arms went up in the air my knees went down and then my hands came down like i was praying to allah it was oh, yeah and i heard as i was coming down i heard <gasps> I could hear gasps. I could hear people thinking, oh, shit, she's going down. And then I just stood up and, like, waved my arms in the air and, like, owned it. And then I got a round of applause. So, yeah, that helped. I felt that they were with me, not laughing at me. Yes. Yeah. I bet you people do that every single night there. Oh, I know, because David nearly ate it on the same step. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it seemed like a... And anyone I told the story to since, because I had a giant fucking bruise on my knee that came up way, way bad after you left. Uh, I told people, and everyone knew the step I was speaking of, so it's notorious. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, horrifying stuff. But, um, but yeah, but we met some cool people. We met, uh, listen to Brittany. She was really nice. Was hi, Brittany, nice. if you're listening. I, I felt bad afterwards because I think she's like, oh, hi, I love the show. And I was like, thank you. But I was seriously, I haven't been that tired in years, I think. Like, I was I was just getting up to leave when I met her, and then I, I thought about later. Oh, so I, yeah. hope I didn't seem all dismissive, but I was just seriously ready to, like, really keel over. So, so we'd been uh, drinking yeah. all day, I think, at that yeah, point. Yeah, we'd started drinking at 3 o'clock, you know, and that's why, uh, we weren't wasted, but we were just worn out, you know, so yeah. yeah. Usually I'm always like, oh my god, thank you! And I wasn't that, but I was still friendly, <laughs> but yeah. I think I wasn't gushing to my usual level, and to me that's not good enough. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and, and we also met uh, Matt Barber. Yeah, he came with his wife, BJ. <laughs> and I thought that I didn't hear her name right. And the next day I was like, did you remember Matt's wife's name? And you're like, yes, I did. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I did hear it right. Okay, it's good. But um, yeah. they were super sweet. Um, and Matt is the guy who's directing the Give Me Sex Jesus documentary. I think it's actually called Jesus Don't Let Me Die Before I've Had Sex. But yes. all the trailers are at GiveMeSexJesus.com. And um, he yes. also is the director of Chuck, that yes. show. So he's doing that, and they showed up, and super nice. And um, she was telling me, BJ was telling me she had grown up Catholic. And I'm like, really? Because I just stole a rosary from... <laughs> To half of house church, there's like a big box of mini rosaries. I just took one because they had so many, and she's like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm extra going to hell." I was like, "How do you work this thing?" So she's like, "We had this rosary out in a bar," and she's like showing me what you do. 
It was really fun to meet them. They're super nice. And what else did we do? Well, the next morning, uh, (laughs) there was an incident. So that that went unnoticed by all, but David had a story. Would you like to tell David's story? Yes, I haven't asked him permission to tell the story yet, but I told Simone that it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> so um, David, like at nine in the morning, I had just I was just waking up, and he goes, "Do you want to hear my my in- incredible harrowing adventure from this morning?" I'm like, "What kind of adventure could you have had? It's only nine in the morning." He's like, "Well." <laughs> I went into the bathroom, everyone was asleep, and um, so I was in the bathroom and I laid desecration upon it, and, <laughs> and then it wouldn't flush, and so he said he took, he took the plunger, and with the first plunge, it, the plunger broke. <laughs> the stick part just like went straight through the rubber part just clean through and totally broke off and so he said that he went you know to to the grocery store and bought a plunger and I was like weren't you afraid that one of us was going to come discover it while you're gone he's like oh yeah I left a note (laughs) (laughs) I'm like you're gonna have to explain that new plunger in there and (laughs) sure enough someone was like I saw a new new plunger I was wondering what that was about yeah I didn't imagine. I thought Greg, for some reason, had gone and got it at some point, like while we were recording. I thought, did, how did I not notice this? When did this happen? It was so bizarre. <laughs> but I mean, this is like a plastic whole piece, you know, plunger, unlike a wooden and rubber stick. It was a totally space age looking plunger, and it was like, what is this doing here? So yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was our hostess gift. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was yeah the best gift anyone. I've had people bring me you know liquor and you know candy but a plunger is definitely the best gift anyone has, has left me after a, after a visit so thank you guys i, I truly, truly appreciate that space age plunger though god i feel bad for David. i mean that is the worst thing when you're at somebody else's house to have to worry about something like that oh god there a David Sedaris story, a big boy. Oh, uh, that's my, I think that's my very favorite David Sedaris yes. story, actually. And like, oh. I think it's his shortest. It's like one or two pages. Big yeah, boy. yeah. About the giant toad left at a, you know, toilet at a party. <laughs> and wow. he's like, he's like, everyone's going to think this is mine. And yeah, because it's not his. Like... He walks in and finds it <laughs> and figures out all the reason why everyone's going to think it's his. And he's like, I was getting desperate because it wouldn't flush. He goes, so I thought of like scooping it up and throwing it out the window and yes, returning to the party with my unspeakably filthy hands. Oh, <laughs> the best. Oh boy. Well, poor David. Well, thank you guys for your gift. I, I really <laughs> oh, you're so it. welcome. Hey Simone and Steph, this is Glenn from Portland. Just want to call and say I love the show. Um, except I have one complaint. I'd like to um, call and say ever since I um, heard the origins of the name of your show, Donkey. Um, I I don't know if I, like, I'm totally naive and hadn't thought about this before, but um, ever since then I you've like totally ruined the word cocktail for me now. Uh, every time I hear that word cocktail now, I just picture Tom Cruise pouring some, like, dong dipped cotton candy vodka down someone's anal cross or something. <laughs> totally that word. So, anyway, I just thought I'd call you that. Oh, and speaking of cocktails, I was wondering, Steffi, if, uh, if you had 
kept track while you were at your evangelical family camp, if you get track of alcohol consumption. I'm sure there were some uh, um, fun stories about that. I'm curious to hear. So, anyways, thanks again for the show. Uh, yeah, bye. Thank you, Glenn, for that. Um, yeah, so uh, sorry what we did with the word cocktail. I, I can't believe I never thought of that before. I've never... I don't think put, I did either. Put cock. I, how could I have ignored the cock in cocktail? What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't was... have a podcast with the word dong in it by any chance. <laughs> God damn. Well, anyway, so your, your Jesus camp alcohol consumption and so much more tell us all about it yes um i took a picture of how when we go to this camp it's um it's called mount herman it's outside of santa cruz and they have conferences there like all every week like week-long conferences all summer and they're always jesus oriented and so they have these you know totally nice cabins that you stay in but they have like a list of things behind them like a motel like kind of guest dossier and um one of them on it is no alcoholic beverages and so, oh. which is which, just makes you want to bring them all the more, and you need to because you're in envir- that environment anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't think we really kept track, but um, I have to say that the that that my experience with the Christian camp is totally changing. Like, there's been a, a sea change. Where, whereas, like four years ago, I felt like oppressed and and suffocated, and yeah. <laughs> now I feel like I kind of am, um, kind of have my come into my own there because the little teenagers who are doubting their faith are coming to me and they're like I you know I don't I told my mom that I wasn't so sure I wanted to be a Christian anymore and they bought me all these books and you know they're of course from this evangelical Christian perspective so I feel they're like you're the only one I can talk to about this so I feel like like I have a purpose there finally and I'm not just roiling under the oppression of the evangelicals so that's really good but, um, awesome. of course, yeah, and so Uncle Richard has been coming, I, my salty atheist Jewish um, uncle from Brooklyn, David's, I should say, and um, he um, he kind of leads the charge and, and people kind of bootlegging um, alcohol in, and um, what was so funny is we were, you know, everyone went on a beer run, and they were coming back to our cabin, and um, David's sister April is, she's like super awesome i freaking love her and she's also just a little bit airheaded just very so occasionally in like a specifically april way and and i know i have this too um but it's extra charming when she does it because this time um everyone's going oh what beer did you get yay everyone's back from the store what'd you get and april holds up she's like look what i got and it's a 12 pack of oduls and everyone's like (laughs) what and they go why did you get non-alcoholic beer she goes I, th- I just thought it was Irish beer, and Irish beer is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was so mad. Oh, um, gosh. And you can't really return alcohol, so... Oh, no, they drank it. Yeah, my brother was there, and he just, like, pounded them just because he could. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she's not going to ever live that down, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. It was a good trip. Yeah. Overall, that's super great. Good. I'm, I'm just so glad that it's you know changing for you and like, I know. a positive experience. So, it really I, is. It, how many? It what is. about bug me bucks? Did you did you make much money on bug me bucks? I made forty three dollars in one week. Forty three dollars. Wow. <laughs> Listener, if you 
you don't I know, they have elaborate. a thing called bug me, bug me bucks where they, to, to get through these trips, they attribute a dollar amount. So every time somebody does something or says something, they're awarded a certain amount. So congratulations, Stephanie. You've uh, earned $43. That's awesome. Yes. That's a lot of money. You get annoyance. to predict. I know. And it's only, I mean, the dollar amount was only $1 for each infraction too. So. Um, oh, wow. It's 43 infractions. Yes, yes, specifically. Do you have any higher dollar, higher amount infractions that are rare but really, really yes. bad? As a matter of fact, we do. Um, whenever but you didn't get any of those. Oh. We didn't get any of those this year, but whenever um, somebody tells us that us having gay friends is going to ruin our marriage, we get $5. <gasps> oh, God, yes. <laughs> How does that work? If one person says it to both of you at the same time, do you get $5 each? No, I think it's more my thing. David doesn't even make a list because he feels too mean, but I don't feel uh -huh. too mean. <laughs> <laughs> this person's going to say this, and if they do, I get a dollar because that is yeah. eating into my <laughs> my God. psychological When did you health. last hear that, that the gay people were going to ruin your marriage? It's been a couple years. So, How do they even I figure know. that? How, how will that ruin your marriage? Uh, Are you going to yeah, start exactly. wanting to exactly. eat pussy because you know someone who's eating pussy exactly that... or not eating pussy <laughs> as it goes <laughs> but um i have heard a few times that um that america is the best is the greatest nation on earth and george w bush is the best president we've ever had <laughs> uh. neil <laughs> hamburger has that joke do you remember that neil hamburger no. joke was like is it just me or is just me but it's george bush the worst president that we've ever had and everyone applauds and then he says that's why uh it's hard to understand why his son george w bush is in fact the best president that we've ever had <laughs> and everyone's just like what like cool okay. now from last time we ran out of time but we had uh i had a facebook watchdog and you were going to attack on an accolade, and which annoyed me. But anyway, you had an annoyance and an accolade. So I first do. We'll, we'll, we'll mention my, my watchdog. On my own, so you know when you put your email address in, like on your contact information in there? Mm -hmm. Ages ago, I had I, when I originally put it on there, my regular email address, and it only can be seen by people who, who are my friends. So friends of friends who aren't already my friend can't see it. That's how I always had it set, right? I thought, that's enough. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone can contact me through Facebook. Friend them, you know. Not that I'm yeah. very discriminating about who I friend, but uh, yeah, that that was that was at least a little thing that I had. And then in the last few weeks, they said, "Do you want to give us your phone number to help you get in in case you get locked out or something?" And I started to do it. I'm uh -oh. like, "What the fuck am I doing? I'm not giving them my phone number. Oh, I'm not giving them my fucking phone number." So I didn't. No phone number for them. Anyway, and then I was going through there looking to change something, and then I see that they have it set that my phone number and email luckily not it didn't go out because i hadn't given it to them but my phone number and email is visible to everyone they just changed that i never set that i would never set that what? so yeah they just change things all the fucking time and they would have put my fucking phone number i know i don't of course you're not going to read it because it's so long that's I know ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, there's a whole South Park about that. About the I just I, the watched Mac it the update. other day. Yeah, I just watched it like three days ago. It was great. It was totally That's exactly great. it. It's like too much information for you to possibly read. So you're just gonna click I accept these terms and oh. Well, I had an but idea I, for legislation uh, where you're they can have their trillion long word terms and conditions, but there needs to be some sort of independent body that goes over and pulls out the main points because they bury that stuff among stuff that 
isn't of huge concern. You know what I mean? So just yeah. a body that'll come up with dot points at the very top, stuff that you should really know about. You know what I mean? And then yeah, like yeah. that and point stuff like that out because I would read that for sure. That's not hard to read. I would totally read that every time, you know? And yeah. it would be good if there was some some, you know, law in place that made it so they had to sort of summarize the, you know, what is decided to be the most critical points that matter to a lot of people, you know? And then yeah. that way people could at least think about it a little more. Because you, you, you just sort of write it off. It's just a thing that's like, this yeah. can't be read. This is not... Well, this and it's so hard to read. Like, you have to have a law degree to really go through it and understand. And the language is unreadable, that, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. For the average brain, you know, I'm not And they stupid. know it. They yeah. know it, too. <laughs> you know, I can read a book from the 1800s, but I can't read that shit, you know? It does my head in. Well, that's a giant Facebook annoyance. I, I'm with you on that. That's horrible. That's horrible. So that concludes another Facebook watchdog. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, what was your accolade? If you really feel like giving an accolade after that. My accolade is that I actually like the thing in chat where it says that your message has been seen by the person. Why do you like I, this now? I Tell like me. it. Because they're, they're going to write me back. But when <laughs> they I'm don't... So that's never happened to me. <laughs> you've, never had, you've never had a scene and nobody writes you back. No. But wow. it's taken a few days, but I know that they've seen it. And for some reason, I'm kind of like, oh boy, oh boy, it's coming. They're going to write me back. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't but know see why. The, wait, wouldn't you forget about some of them? Surely you've said something in a chat. The chat's ended and I, then you yes. forget about it. See, yeah, that, that must have the, happened. Have you ever asked a critical question, a question that needed some answer right then or was quick, or you knew the person was online, you just chatted yeah. with them and you saw a scene and then they didn't write back? Did this, like, if, well, if you and I are having an exchange and I see that you've yeah. seen it, I don't worry about it because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I understand our relationship well enough to not concern <laughs> myself with this. But with other people, there's yeah. too many relationships on Facebook where you, you know, it's a little more precarious and the scene thing just convolutes. Yeah. That's probably it. That like I always understand the relationship with these people who I'm I'm chatting with. I guess I don't right, know. Right, right, right. But there are yeah. plenty that I've seen and haven't replied to yet. No, I'm the yeah. asshole. And well, scenario, we had an but... incident the other day. Me and two other people were in a oh, chat yeah. together, and we were we were working something out. And we were, we were saying, oh, so what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And two of us were agreeing. And then we were waiting for, it was me and Danny Khan and, and Kate Jones. And we're like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Waiting for Kate's opinion. And then it said scene. We just needed a, is that okay? Like, yeah. waiting. Nothing. Nothing. But it had been seen. And then half an hour later, she comes and says, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I like that. And then I was, yeah. we were like, and then I was like, well, cool. Like, I, I'm not concerned or anything. This is not a personal issue. It's just, I, so I flat out said, so like, when did you see that? Did you really see that when it said it was seen? She said, no, I had the window open, but I was doing other things. I didn't see it till just now. And then I replied. So it's now oh, I know it's putting so scene. It's because the window is open. Okay. Yeah. Is that the, all it takes? Good yeah. Lord, apparently that's, that's all it takes. How else could it tell you actually? You know, that's what I was wondering. The first it. time you brought it up, I was like, do you have to click in the box? For it to think you've seen it, or does the window just have to be open, yeah. or what is going yeah. on? But no, that's all because she, she had no reason to to lie about it. That's not it wasn't that kind of a conversation, you know. They were just right. So they, they, <laughs> it's just so now we know it's telling people you've seen something when you haven't, and can cause this kind of upset, you know. So yeah. well, here's my know. um. I have a giant annoyance lately. Is that Jeez. the fucking notifications will not shut up. They, I've turned my notifications off. They come to my phone anyway. For, um, I've only like I only have them for a few people for them to the messages to come through on my phone through Facebook, 
and, yeah. and but no everybody comes through i'm gonna put all these and all the updates and people who've commented after you on something and and your close yeah. friends every time they update something and i'm like and every time someone comments on their shit, i'm like god damn it trying to turn it's it off, so turn it off and nothing so it's not just me it's everybody is this happening to you too the, i find the, it very random what comes through well I, there was really? a time where I stopped playing Farmville a really long time ago, and then suddenly I'm getting all these Farmville updates sent to my phone, and I'm like, I was trying so many things. Can you imagine how in fucking infuriating this is? Not even at least a comment thread you were interested in. It's fucking Farmville, I know. and it was just all this shit coming through. So and so sent you a gift. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, Greg harvested it, your peas. Oh. <laughs> You'll never forget. <laughs> I won't think I will. It's so cute the way you asked him to do it. I know. I buried my face in my hands and asked my husband to harvest my peas while I was away. Um, anyway. <laughs> sad, sad time. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I did everything I could to turn those off and it kept coming. Then it just stopped by itself. And now I have other things coming through at times. Like it, It's like sometimes I'll get a notification that somebody sent me a direct message and then sometimes I won't. Like I can't even keep track of where to change everything you know it's yep. horrible yep i almost think i'll delete the app because the app is terrible it's really bad so and yeah, yeah it was good a while ago and now it's just making me mad and hurting my life in lots yeah, of lots yeah. of very various ways yes Oy. Simone and Stephanie, this is Kat. I'm calling because I wanted to let you know that I'm eagerly awaiting a deeper character analysis of Brandon Walsh. When I was a kid, I was totally obsessed with 90210. Had all the toys, clothing, everything. It's probably a little bit younger than, than the average watcher. But I totally thought that Brandon Walsh was like the perfect man. He was, you know, he was kind, he was noble, he had great hair. And because I wasn't really allowed to watch 90210 so much, there was also like this air of danger. Like somehow there was just some sort of like, James Dean-esque aura to him, and I just had this huge crush. When I got older, I was a little bit more of a Dylan fan, but still, you know, thought highly of Brandon. A couple of years later, though, I decided I was going to rewatch 90210, and I only got through the first couple of seasons, but I was shocked to discover what a self-righteous, asshole, douchebag Brandon Walsh was. Like, he was so, uh, like... Everything that is in the ass about, like, some parent or something, I don't know. And then, like, you know, everything that he did that was supposed to be kind of good was just annoying because it was like, oh, Brandon's so noble. Like, oh, Brandon dates a girl with a baby. He's so noble. Oh, Brandon's nice to Andrea. He's so noble. Like, who fucking cares? I mean, in, in like, what universe is a normal teenager? I mean, not like there's any normal teenagers on now until I know, but, you know, like, like what teenager is going to be like, I don't know, guys, maybe we shouldn't drink alcohol. I don't know, guys, maybe we shouldn't call this stripper to come over. I don't know, guys. Like, I mean, what a killjoy, seriously. Uh, everything about him just drove me crazy. So, yes, I would love to hear your um, your comments and commentary on Brandon and 90210 in general. Thank you. That's so awesome. I know. Most so, self-righteous douchebag he was. <laughs> I know. I know. He so is. Thank you, listener cat. Thank you so much for that. So, a few weeks ago, I mentioned uh, I'd been watching a lot of 90210 and that we were going to address the issue of Brandon Walsh. 
Now, Stephanie, for some reason, I got into my head that you didn't watch 90210, and then I finally asked you, and you were yeah. like, you'd seen every single episode. And I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. How did this happen? I don't know that we didn't weren't conversing on this subject for a longer period of time. So anyway, so Brandon Walsh. Now, you haven't watched 90210 in a while. What's your opinion of Brandon? I always thought that Brandon was the, you know, the goody-goody, like like the, the kind of guy you want to take home to your mom. You yeah. know, the, the guy you marry, that that type of person who was, like, really, really sweet and stood up for the underdog and the people yeah. that got picked on at Beverly Hills High. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the lasting memory of Brandon. I think I even had forgotten the truth of Brandon Walsh. And the thing with that, that, that vibe, what Kat was talking about and what you remember, that vibe, like, no matter what he does, everyone reverts back to that story of Brandon, no matter what he mm-hmm. does. Brandon Walsh, right near the beginning... Had a drunk driving conviction. Brandon <gasps> Walsh agreed to have a party when his parents were out of town. That's when he had the drunk driving conviction. Brandon Walsh had a gambling problem. Brandon Walsh got in trouble with like a loan shark. Brandon Walsh, he, he, had, he had his job at the beach club. He yeah. uh, let Steve come in and play poker after hours. You know, oh. he, he is so fucked up. You know, he is, and, and then he's so... He's so judgmental of people when someone else has got a problem. He kind of leans on the doorway and like shrugs his shoulders like, geez, mm-hmm. Bren, I don't know. Like he's so, he's such a judgmental prick. And everyone talks to him. He's like, sorry, I can't be the perfect guy like Brandon Walsh. Everyone mm-hmm. talks like that. Everyone keeps to that narrative no matter what he fucking does. And he is That's such true. a fuck up. You and know, Brenda kind of roiled under his shadow being his twin sister. She exactly. Kind of Everyone that. treated it like she was the bad one. At least she was real. The only thing she was fighting mm-hmm. against was just wanting to be treated like an adult. She wanted to be free to see Dylan. That's mostly what she wanted. She just wanted mm-hmm. to stay out late and be with a boyfriend. And she got a harder time of it because she was a girl. Bunyan is probably listening to this and cannot believe that I am defending <laughs> Brenda. But oh, I, I hated her so much, I wouldn't even say her name. I called her B. Wow. I wouldn't say wow. her name. Yes. Oh, I was like, oh, and B. Like, I just didn't want to even give her the respect of saying her whole name. Oh, that's so, hilarious. Because I was so in love with Dylan, so it just hurt my heart to see them together. But in I rewatching it, I, I, I liked her. I, I actually liked her. And I hated Brandon more than ever. He was wow. just so fucked. Like he, he was, and the other thing you say, like sticking up for things, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone joked about it when he was in college and he was, after having sex with a professor's wife for a while, <laughs> you know, he, everyone called him the chancellor's lackey because he was on the task force and, oh, you're in the pocket of the chancellor, you're the chancellor's lackey. And he just kind of joked about it, but it was true. He kind of, well, I don't know, I better talk to the chancellor about everything. And then there's this period when Kelly's um, getting into a cult with this guy, uh, oh, Professor yeah. Finley. Yes, so right? Good. So he goes, he's, he's suddenly, yeah, he seems like Mr. Mr. Student Body because now he's the student president. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm de- the students really want to keep him around. The, the faculty wants to get rid of him because they're saying he's in a cult. But he goes to defend him and because that's what the students want. Then he meets him and Professor Finley's kind of fucked up. So he he sort of distances himself from him but then he realizes he's losing Kelly because Kelly's so caught up in Professor Finley so then he writes an editorial defending Professor Finley just to win Kelly he pretty much sells everybody out knowing this guy is a fucking cult leader because he wants to get his girlfriend back how fucking dumb is that 
I think that Brendan would be a good cult leader. This sounds like exactly like what they get away with. Like you have yeah. to have enough charisma for people to kind of go, oh, he's a good guy and something oh, happens. So right. And the way he deals with it, he's kind of like, yeah, man, I'm not perfect. I'm coming clean. And everyone's like, oh, good for you. Yeah. So that sounds like yeah. what Brendan has done here. You're right. He does have that. No matter what he does, everyone goes to, goes along with that narrative. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, clear that up because people forget. People just forget history, you know, the truth about Brandon. So, oh, yes. I just need and to if we don't learn that. from history, history is doomed to repeat itself. Exactly. He's a bad <laughs> man. Also, he kissed Emily Valentine while he was dating Kelly. He, he's a oh, bad man. <laughs> oh, bad man. Terrible. Um, Dawn, our friend Dawn, just had her friends Kelly and Steve stay with them, and I kept saying, <laughs> Kelly Taylor and Steve Sanders. <laughs> oh, poor Steve. There was never a Kelly and Steve. Like, within the show, it was all pre show. Yeah, it was he always pre. So, before, yeah. so long, him longing to get Kelly back. It was like back, Jerry and Elaine, happened. you know? Like, they dated before the show. Exactly. exactly. There's that one episode where they, they were fuck buddies, but yeah. That I was remember it. that. That was so weird, too. I'm like, it I cannot weird. believe they were ever together. I know. Well, thank you, Kat, for that. Thank you for helping us seg into addressing that important important issue. Now, I <laughs> want to talk about box office records. Okay. Yay. So, okay. Dark Knight thing is very, very sad. But, of course, immediately afterwards, you know, three days goes by and they're, oh, yeah, the box office records were hurt by, by the tragedy uh, and so forth. Well, you know what? It wasn't. Because regardless of what happened, that was not going to be the biggest movie of all time. Every fucking time a movie comes out, you know, big blockbuster, big blockbuster Avengers, whatever, it's the biggest movie of all time. Of Do you know about adjusting this for um, for inflation? <laughs> inflation? No, of course not. Because they, they in, measure it in dollar amounts. They just measure it in dollar amounts. Do you know the price of a ticket in 1939? What? 23 cents. Oh, my and word. So when you adjust for inflation, Gone with the Wind is still the number one movie of all time. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, it is good. But nobody talks about that because it's not new. Even though and I haven't it, stayed awake through the whole thing ever. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. It's so great. I've seen it twice. I know. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, that is... It really upsets me that it's it's essentially the, they're lying about news. They're pr making news out of nothing. The the box office reports of blah 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 broke the record. It's complete bullshit. They're, they're, it's like a free ad mm -hmm. for the movies when they do this. So listener, I I plead to you if anyone opens a conversation with you about box office records and wow did you hear such and such is the biggest movie which will happen again probably maybe not this summer but next year and over and over and over again point out that it is not because yeah if you go to a uh, boxofficemojo.com you can see the list the top 10 is gone with awesome. the wind star wars sound of music et titanic at number five the ten commandments jaws dr Zhivago, the exorcist and snow white and the seven dwarves oh that's a really good list it is a good list avatar doesn't come until number 14 but that's Thank not God. fascinating enough i know right i never wanted did see you ever that. see that I never saw it. I don't. I never saw it either. It made me oh. so angry. Just the notion of it. Yeah, I didn't so. like the look of it. It just. Blah. I, I don't like want that to be the it. future. Of I didn't like that they used papyrus font for the, italics oh, or the subtitles or whatever. Italics. Just, you know, to add another problem to it. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, but like Avengers. Any font. any font in the world. Use papyrus. Just to, at least it was a nice like. Hey, this movie's really tacky. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just getting it out in the open. Well, according to this list, uh, Avengers is number 26. 
So mm-hmm. I guess it'll probably make more money because it's, it's still out, I believe. So yeah. But there you go. It's number 26. But you know, please, people, don't let anybody, don't go, wow, that's awesome when you hear movies, the biggest selling movie of all time. Because sure, a movie in 2012 where they're charging, how much do they charge for the movie? Like $12 is going to make more money than something that they charge 23 cents for. You know? Like, yeah. fuck. So, yeah, yeah. I they shouldn't measure it in dollars. That's so stupid. They should say how many tickets were sold. Tickets sold. So yeah, stupid. exactly. Exactly. Now, this so isn't like 100% stupid. accurate, but it's it's more of an idea than than just going off the dollar amount. So, anyway, but I'm mm-hmm. sick of that reporting. Um now, oh god. So, Whopper Jr. I don't know the Whopper Jr. story. <laughs> Whopper Jr. is my coworker. He's kind of a kind of a bra. And you call him that because he has a little soul patch like Whopper like the He has a Burger pointy King, little yes. beard like the Burger King. So, yeah, he doesn't like being called Whopper Jr. because other people have called him that and he gets real butthurt about it. Anyway, so he call for him came in. I paged the warehouse and uh, he didn't pick up. Then the phone rang, like not internally, like rang from an outside line and it seems like, "Oh, hey, it's me." Uh Yeah, I'm actually in the bathroom right now. So Gross. You can put that into my voicemail. And I'm like, the guy is sitting on the toilet and calling Gross. me. Gross. It's, it's so different. I realized it's so different. Like, you could just pick anyone you know and think, oh, they're on the toilet. But it doesn't really do anything compared to think you're actually communicating with somebody while they're on the toilet. It's so oh. different. It is well, so especially different. Especially him, too. Especially him. <laughs> You know, it just made it 10 times worse. But, like, if I just imag- tried, imagined it now, not that I would want to. It's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just, like, a made-up uh, image. But at that moment, he was on the toilet. Like, oh, it was disgusting. And then I went up to him later, and I called him Whopper Jr., which I never do to his face, just to put him in his place. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Whopper Jr., uh, don't call me from the toilet again. <laughs> he's like, yeah, What I just need say? to do it. He's like, he's, oh, that's right. He goes, oh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, my stomach was just really, like, oh. And I was like, gross. oh, man. Gross. Don't give any more details. Good I know. God. I was like, uh, that's great. I said, I'm glad you made it. Like, just don't. Ugh. Ugh, I wish he hadn't. <laughs> I should tell him about my period if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Whopper Jr., I'm calling you from, from the phone. From, sorry, from the bathroom right yeah. now. I'm on my period. It's going to yeah. be a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of plugging to do. Oh, oh God. my God. He sucks. Uh, now, in the general area... Uh, Uh, that we were just speaking of. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, she's a doctor, and she's doing a survey on vaginas. Ooh. So just asking people, it's totally anonymous, so if you would like to uh, to participate um, in uh, the vagina survey, uh, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash vulvatalk. <laughs> Vulva talk, yeah, vulva talk. So yeah, if you'd like to uh, participate in this in this uh, survey, it's a legitimate survey, you know, by real doctors, uh, and there's uh, lots and lots of pictures of vaginas on the page too. So on Facebook, on the Facebook page, yeah, yeah, but it looks artistic, so maybe that's how they got away oh, with it. Fascinating. So yeah, well, we have we still have our Dongtini page on Facebook, which is kind of a miracle with the pictures I know. we post. So I know it is a miracle. <sighs> Um, now, you had an incident at Costco you wanted to share. <laughs> we were at Costco the other night, and um, there was like a five-year-old boy behind us. Um, he looked exactly like Ralphie from The Christmas Story, by the way. But um, he was throwing his, something. You know, his dad was one of those people who was only getting two things, but he's in the big, long line in Costco, so he's oh. really annoyed, you know? 
And um, so he's behind us, and we're getting tons of stuff. And all of a sudden, the, the, this package of jockey underwear lands right in our basket, and the dad has to retrieve it. And, and, and he's, you know, scolding the son. And he's like, now that's exactly why I told you to stop throwing it up in the air. And they're only laughing because they're parents, too, and they know what I'm going through. That's the only reason. It's not because you're being cute. It's not because you did the right thing. <laughs> it was so funny. And I was just, like, thinking, God, that kid looks exactly like Ralphie. <laughs> you can't say that out loud. So. Uh, yeah, that was that was the extent of my adventure. But, God, I, I was so embarrassed for him because, you know, your underwear of all the things landing in someone else's yeah. basket. I don't know. Oh, man. Poor dad. Uh, yeah, he has shirt tucked in. He had, like, a cell phone on his belt. You know, he looked kind of, kind of <laughs> uptight. So he probably really didn't like that. Yeah, as soon as you said, said shirt tucked in, I was with you. And then the cell phone on the belt, done. <laughs> <laughs> I have that whole image. Yeah. Um, now, while you were here, uh, we had uh, the husbands in the studio with us, and uh, we recorded some Would You Rathers. So this is where uh, our husbands are good at coming up with two difficult scenarios for us to choose from. So uh, we recorded a few of those, and we'll splice them in here and there, and here's one right now. So we're delighted to uh, take advantage of our L.A. studio time and bring our husbands, Greg and David, in with us. Yay! Yay! Um, now, we've tried to do the Would You Rather segment a few times, uh, and it's been good, but we realized it would be better with the actual husbands here to ask their questions and ask the follow-up questions. So... Uh, Greg and David, welcome. Should we give a little um, synopsis of for the new listener? Oh, yeah. That would you rather is something that both our husbands happen to be really good at. And we just found this out after we met. But on Don't get, don't get people's don't expectations. Long road trips. <laughs> too high. Okay, they're not that good at them, but they love to ask us these would you rather questions. Yes, yeah, just difficult connect questions that really challenge us. Yeah, so uh, stuff you'll never, ever have to actually answer, but... Uh, That's not true. <laughs> Okay, Greg. David. So they have new ones they've written for us. We haven't heard them yet. Yep. So we're going to answer their would you rather's. And David, you're up first. You want me to ask one first? Well, you have two. Are we going in alphabetical order? <laughs> if yeah. So, then and then I guess height it's... and and moral superiority order. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All I haven't three. stepped on an insect in seven years. <laughs> I've eaten a few in the last hour or so. <laughs> Okay, would you rather float the length of the Mississippi sharing an inner tube with Penn State assistant football coach Jerry Sandusky to get free Kate Spade handbags for life, or would you rather get free Kate Spade handbags for life, but each must always contain a faulty Tupperware full of Sandusky semen? What do you mean by faulty Tupperware? Tupperware is never faulty. Itself. Yeah, <laughs> if Tupperware is faulty, they, they, there's a lifetime guarantee. I think the lid needs to this. not quite be fully secured at all times. <laughs> that's a no, that's not. Can Tupperware. I put it that's in a, a knockoff brand? <laughs> that's Rubbermaid. That's when you get on baggie. Canal Street. A Ziploc <laughs> baggie. Knockoff Fendi's in the trunk. I like Ziploc baggie because. Can I put it in a Ziploc baggie? Can I put the faulty Tupperware in a Ziploc baggie? <laughs> I think you can put the Ziploc baggie in a faulty Tupperware. How about that? Hmm. 
So, so I can't put it in any kind of. I, I obviously have to be able to put it in some kind of bag. The carry do whatever you, you want. No, because th- then it's going to leak onto your onto the interior of your bag. But so I have to put the Tupperware in some kind of little bag. I want there to always around. be a chance that it might uh. accidentally leak. <laughs> Gosh. I think I would rather share the inner tube. I actually don't care too much. I don't even know what a Kate Spade bag looks oh. like. So, so I'm not sure that that's something I want. So now it's just a matter of which would no. I want more is to be that close to him. I think I'd rather be that close to his outer body than something that came from inside his body. Yeah. And it'll be haunting just me. Just the way you said both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I would carry it around. You'd carry it around. Because think how long that would be to float down the river. How, yeah, how long <laughs> of a ride guy. is this down the river? Are you in the same inner tube, like stuck in that same old donut Ask hole? Ask Huck Finn. I don't know how long I know, it takes. like at least three weeks. <laughs> oh, no. three weeks. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder if you just get it's used brown. to... brown. Oh. I wonder if you just get used to the <laughs> semen, like, possibly touching you, you know? Yeah. Which is also brown. No. <laughs> I, just, I just have a question. Is a semen coming... Directly from Sandusky's penis, or is it retrieved from somebody's mouth or ass? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it makes a difference. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It makes a horrible difference. I didn't even consider that. (laughs) I was leaving that to the imagination. Like, was this found evidence? Yeah. Well, that just makes it sad. It's evidence semen. (laughs) (laughs) Court ordered. I would still carry it around. You carry it around? Uh, maybe you just I get wouldn't used be to happy it about after, it. After exactly, yeah. You could sell the evidence semen, though. If it was <laughs> straight out of his cock, that's got no value. But if it's got some DNA of some of the victims, people would be interested in having that. Yeah, but what right, kind of a joke right. am I that would sell that? I'd just have to give it away. Could I discard it if I was giving it Can to Can you give a... it to TMZ? No. <laughs> I think you should take their money. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, I thought you meant to someone who needed it for evidence, DMZ. not for D- TMZ or TMZ. The trial's definitely. over. He's in jail. That's true. So, so this so would just be for a TMZ expose. Yeah, I think I'd, give, I I'd sell it, it to TMZ This would then. be for posterity. All right. Have we decided? Yeah. I think so. Okay, yeah. next. We did our uh, boob teeny. That was well well received. Thank you for listening to us uh, and our first guests. We really appreciate it, and that was super fun. Thank you again, uh, so Shannon and uh, and Jenna. Uh, now, oh, and yeah, we forgot to mention that um, uh, listener um, Nace sent us uh, some Dimitri's Bloody Mary mix. Now, I couldn't drink it unfortunately because um, it had anchovies in it, and. Uh, I am a vegetarian, so I did not drink it. And then you're not a big Bloody Mary fan, but we gave it to Jenna, and Jenna really, really liked it. So it seemed like it was a really high quality uh, uh, Bloody Mary mix, from from yeah. what I could tell. So, uh, so listen. And it had rad packaging, and I'm a sucker for rad packaging. Oh, so. it totally did. It totally it had very rad thoughtful packaging. gift. <laughs> yes. So thank you for sending that to us. And 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 they actually, with the gift, they offered us uh, if you go to Dimitri's website and. Um, uh, and and go to order any, you can get free shipping. So if you put in the uh, promo code GRAPES, because we're all friends with the Grapes of Rad podcast, and they set this up for them. So if you put in the promo code GRAPES, you can get free shipping on your Dimitri's, which looks like a high-quality uh, Bloody Mary mix if you uh, eat anchovies. So, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> now, moving on from the... Uh, the from uh, Continuing on with the Boob Teeny episode... I actually had a bit of a revelation about my boobs since that, in thinking about What's it and in, in editing. So, um, 
Yeah, like uh, Jenna said something. She said that uh, you know, she said you know, big boobs aren't in anymore, and it, it, and I don't think that it doesn't mean that I, big boobs aren't admired and, and liked, but it, it used to feel like you you just needed to have big boobs. Like that was that was yeah. what everyone wanted, you know. And I don't think it feels like it now. It just feels like you know, small boobs are like well liked and respected, you know. And and when mm-hmm. she said that, I was like. It's almost like what we were talking before about like a habit of not liking camping or not being good at maths. That my habit mm-hmm. is thinking I need to have big boobs. Mm. And after she said that, I was kind of like, no, I don't. I'm like totally fine with them. And I kind of, you know, it oh. kind of helped me let go of that a little bit. Because it's just like, not that I'm anyone who goes after what's in, but I just got used to that habit of wanting, thinking I needed to have sure. big boobs. You know, And yes, I would like to be able to to fill a bra, you know, and get cleavage without shoving my armpits into the bra. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't even wear clothes that utilize cleavage. Like I don't really own anything like that. So maybe a couple things then. And so, yeah, so I I don't, I don't, I don't really, really, really mind anymore. So I'm sort of like, that that was good. I guess that was a nice catharsis. Oh my God. Yay. So I love it. Thank you, Boobtini. <laughs> I just thanked yes. my own podcast for helping me with my psychological problems. Um, and then and Greg listened to the episode and he the whole time was expecting this story from me and I never told it because I totally forgot about it, which is really sad. So I will tell oh, it now. What was it? Yay. So um, we, my family, were on our trip, big trip to America when I was uh, 12, 13. I turned 13 on the trip. And anyway, we went, we were in Hawaii and um you know i i just turned 13 quite flat chested anyway and then the the host on the bus he like gets his ukulele out and you know singing songs to like to you know keep everyone you know cheerful and happy and in the hawaiian spirit and then he sings tiny bubbles and you know and i'm like into it getting excited then he keeps changing and singing different verses and then he goes tiny boobies on the chest One point's east, the other point's west, and I was convinced he was talking about me. Like, I just was like, I remember just like, just shrinking down so small and just staring out of the window wanting to die. Like, you know, when you're 12 or 13, you really feel like that. You feel like, that's got to be about me. That's about me. You know? And I, yeah, tiny boobies on the chest. I was just like... It was the worst, oh. the absolute worst. Like I'm That's breaking so into a sweat thinking about it now, like the memory oh, of that horror. Yeah, yeah. Do you oh, still feel like he was talking about you or did you ever at some point realize he probably wasn't? Oh, of course he wasn't. But, you know, and, and Greg has a recording that people sing that version of that song, Tiny Boobies. So, oh, okay, yeah, then. so it's a real thing and a real a, a alternate line uh, verse for that song. So, yeah, it wasn't about me at all. But, you know, when you're Aww. 13, yeah, it, it definitely I definitely thought it was so that was really sad but that is sad yeah I mean I really felt horrible I think I may have cried even I think I cried yeah I would have cried yeah oh horror anyway but it took Boobtini to help you make some progress exactly (laughs) well you know more progress 22 years later (laughs) I managed to move on from the tiny boobies (laughs) trauma Um, so I guess we've been, this might be one of our longer donkinis, dirty. Um, so I think we should wrap things up until next time. Bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. Cool. Me and my church pants, met her at the high school dance. 
join the band For a week of camping and Should've known better Cashmere sweater This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.